Hey, sorry we're late with this episode. We thought we'd have a Speaker of the House by now. It really did take us 36 scheduling attempts to record this podcast episode. Yeah, we couldn't find consensus. Nope. Nope. I tried. Shelby tried. Yep. Recorded on January 6th, 2022, your invitation to the crystal ball. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm still Pamela. And we're here to talk about 2022 and 2023. It's the new year. Happy new year. Well, now that we're... That's my horn symbol. Right. Oh, yeah. It's still the new year. I figure my birthday's in February, and anytime if I get my cards out before my birthday, I count them as holiday cards. Yep. And actually, my birthday is a holiday in my house, so I could count them then. So anyway, we can still say happy new year. I figure I got 30, 31 days in the month we could say happy birthday. Although it's also King's Day today, so happy King's Day. You don't know King's Day? Free King's Day, bud. Oh, it's the last, or so yesterday was the 12th day of Christmas. So I guess today is Three Kings Day. Which is literally, nobody believes this. This is actually the first day of Mardi Gras. Yep. I saw the king cakes come out on Facebook. What what do I do? What do I got to do to get some beads around here? Oh, (laughs) here's a funny story. True story. I was walking in New Orleans during Mardi Gras one time. And these guys are yelling, and I was like in my 40s, and these guys are on a balcony yelling, show us your boobs, show us your boobs. And I looked up at him, and I just said, you would be so disappointed. And he threw me beads. <laughs> so I'm the only person that got beads for not showing anybody my boobs. Oh, boy. At Mardi Gras, I guess you get beads for boobs and harsh truths. Yeah, yeah. He just thought it was awesome. It's very true. Anyway, back to our stories. There's our Happy New Year and our, that's the closest you're going to get. Actually, you probably got more accomplished in that than the Republican Congress has accomplished in the last, in this week. Yeah. They're not actually, is a, yeah. they're not actually a Republican Congress because nope. they haven't been sworn in. So there actually isn't a Congress at all. Man, this totally never happened when George Santos was Speaker of the House. <laughs> Oh, thank you for that. Jamie, you've been waiting to say that, right? Yeah. So long. Stolen from Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see my favorite, which is Swalwell made a, a meme of apparently he, Santos and Santa. I think we should just call him Santa because he's about as truthful. Mm-hmm. So Santos and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan are in the same shot and they're looking up at the ceiling oh. and it's captioned. The, see, those, the, those are the lasers. And that's... Taylor Green saying that those are lasers. lasers and Santos says I invented them and Jordan <laughs> says I'm not saying a thing <laughs> I didn't see I don't see anything I that's it I don't see anything can I get one joke out that I love sure how many Kevin McCarthy's does it take to change a light bulb I have no idea he has to win the house first he oh needs a house. he needs first. a house got it there we go love it. yep all right so we are done stealing from Twitter for now for now. For now. For now. But but we, y'all, if you're on Twitter, keep them coming. Oh it's been fun. It's yep. been wonderful. Yes. Yes. So in light of the new year, we have consulted the crystal ball and it provided perfect predictions for the coming year. Here are my top 10 favorites. I had a bunch more from the crystal ball, but these are the top 10. So number 10, the feud between Marge Taylor and Laurie Bobo grows to such a degree that the Speaker of the House, whenever he's elected, or she, or they, or George Santos. I mean, picky on on pronouns. mm -hmm, Yeah. The the Speaker of the House orders them to resolve their differences in the court of Judge Judy. (laughs) Or divorce court. I was actually on divorce court back in the day. It used to be fake. Anyway, (laughs) I'm sure it's still a fake. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine. 
Ted Cruz mistakenly hears freeze federal funding as freezing federal buildings and books a trip to Cancun. I like that. Okay, keep going. Number eight. In order to escape the claims of illegitimacy that are plaguing its image, the Supreme Court rebrands itself as the Ronald Reagan House of Trickle-Down Freedom. Yeah, something's trickling down. It's just not freedom. <laughs> a lot. That word gets bandied around a lot. Yep. Number seven. In exchange for another term as GOP party leader, Mitch McConnell murders an innocent and hides another sliver of his soul in Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> Here's the crux. <laughs> Horcrux. Yep. There we go. His Horcrux is in. Okay, I like. That's why they're obsessed with it. They're trying to tell us. Number six. George Santos makes an announcement requesting that the press respect his family's privacy as they mourn his mother's third death. <laughs> and which family would that be? Just his. Like his mom apparently died in nine eleven, and then apparently died just over five years ago. So was he even? He was alive. Yeah, because he's like yeah. forty, right? Yeah, close to that. Okay. He's, why is he even there? Who knows how old he is? Like, just watching him in the votes, like, he has a whole peanut gallery devoted to how say, awkward he I is. I lived in that district. I'd be so freaking embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I would just have a sign made murder on my neck saying, I did not vote for him. Of I, course, nobody believe you because nobody believes anything related to Santos. I normally don't agree with those don't blame me, I voted for blank. But I get it. I get yeah. it. I, I would do it. Number five. Scientists discover that due to years of cocaine use, Don Jr.'s heart beats so fast and hard it creates a new state of matter. Solid, liquid, gas, and plasma are now joined by a new phase of matter, which Fox News has dubbed all lives. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I liked it. Number four. While golfing, Donald Trump's hairpiece is stolen by a seagull who then continues to fly around screaming, shitting all over everything and stealing whatever it wants. Later on, the seagull beats DeSantis in the opinion polls. <laughs> who, who sounds very, I thought you were going to describe DeSantis actually. <laughs> Running around screaming, shitting all over everything and getting what you want. It's what it takes to be the ideal Republican that's candidate. That's right, that's yep. right. Number three, as terms of settling the feud between her and Laurie Bobo, Marge has the daily task of picking up Matt Gates's girlfriend from school. <laughs> yep, Judge Judy has spoken. Number two, after losing to the seagull in Trump's hair piece, Ron DeSantis is unmasked as 19 plague rats in a trench coat. Oh. Uh, before we get to number one, this was one that I actually wrote last Tuesday and it's still valid as of Friday. Before we get to number one, here's a bonus prediction that might be proven wrong by the time of publication. So tomorrow, maybe not. Kevin McCarthy is replaced by the head of lettuce that outlasted Liz Truss. I was waiting for that. Seriously, dude. Like, why has nobody done that? Oh, the Lincoln Project has it right now. Okay, good. Yep. And number one, Joe Biden becomes the first adult in history to see why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. In keeping with their current media strategy, the White House tells nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an unfortunate yeah. fact. Yeah. They've made such great progress. I think Minority Leader Jeffries really hammered it home in a speech on Tuesday where he said, we are not looking to solve the Republicans' problems. We are looking to govern looking for with partner. partners to right. build yeah. on. And he listed all of these wins. And the thing was, it feels like we've heard about these wins, like the infrastructure plan and the insulin cap on Medicaid and all of these from him more than the White House. Yeah, I I think, but you know what? I think they're just busy doing the freaking work and I don't fault them for that, but we do need a better communications team. My grandmother's nurse 
she she wasn't in the room when I finally got to see her. Wasn't again. in the room where it happened. <laughs> no, but her nurse was there, and we started talking. And the first thing out of her mouth is how sucky Desantis is, and I'm like, oh, a person that I Yay. like. But then the next thing she said, I think he'll beat Biden because Biden's done nothing, and I'm like, oh, what? He's just he's just not going on Fox News, calling into Fox News every morning and. Trump painting his own horn. Let's also look at the. I got that. There you go. Give me a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's also look at the media today. It's not sexy getting stuff done. What's sexy to them is infighting. So I craziness. I'm going to say there. I'm always defending the media. Y'all know that, but I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, they have to sell papers, but at the same time, I don't think. I, I don't know a journalist, and I know several. I don't know a journalist who would not love the opportunity to make sure our democracy stays intact. Yeah. And they believe that's on the line. They just are too busy covering. Here's the thing. The GOP has done such a great job of creating tiny fires everywhere. And so it's really hard to talk about the safe place in the house when you're running around putting out fires everywhere else, because if you don't put out the fire, your shoe's going to burn off. And I think that's even here locally, they're so busy. They're really successful. That's DeSantis. DeSantis hasn't done anything for to benefit a Floridian if you liked his COVID strategy, hasn't done anything to benef- benefit a Floridian since then. And yet nobody thinks about that because he's just so loud and noisy. They think he must be doing something. Right. Yeah. Like y- you can light so many fires just by passing like the don't say gay bill, which has a essentially- 20 people arrested for doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. But don't say gay bill is a strategic piece on his bit on his behalf because he in one movement managed to light fires at school boards, in libraries, in books, in our schools and in the LGBTQ plus community as well. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those were under attack. It was one shot that lit a whole bunch of forest fires. And they'll just keep reviving that one oh, shot. Yeah. And the reality is like the voters, it sounds like really important things to them. It sounds, oh my gosh, our poor children need to be kept safe from glitter, but not guns. And, and so it, it distracts them from noticing anything good that is happening. Yeah. It's it, just, it's really easy to do. It's really easy Catch yourself on fire. People will come watch you burn and then they won't notice what's going well somewhere next. Did you see what Biden was doing while all of this craziness was happening? He was working. He brought out his own immigration plan. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he brought it out. He closed illegal. Undocumented. Undocumented. For those of you not tuning into the video feed, Shelby was making air quotes. (laughs) It cuts off more of undocumented coming in, but... It provides more ways and more funding to have the asylum seekers get through faster mm-hmm. and get to trial sooner. So it's yeah. closing up the border, what they want, but it's providing what we right. should be providing, which is an avenue yeah. for asylum. Yeah. Fun fact, it is less expensive to pro- to not prosecute someone than it is to prosecute someone as, a, as an analog that I like to bring up. People think capital punishment, that's the cheaper option than paying someone's rent for their entire lifetime. It's It's not. not. It's actually more expensive in court fees than life in prison, because if you have a life in prison, you have your entire life to appeal. And some people just give up after a while. So on average, it is less court hearings. It is less court cost. And there aren't as many anti-life in prison groups who are picking up the torch and fighting for people against their wishes in some cases. 
Right. And there will, there are people who will say we should not have all of those appeals processes. We should speed that process up in capital punishment to which I reply. That's no. not who we are. No. Right. Yes. It's more expensive. It's way more expensive because we have those protections in place. But those protections in place are called the Constitution. Yeah. You can always let someone go, but you can't bring them from, yeah. back from the dead. Yeah. I, All right. So do we have any elephants or was that it? Oh, just the fun that's going uh, on at Congress. I feel well, like I'm the, gonna, actually uh, before we have a state, a Florida state elephant that I don't know if anybody else saw. And I handled as diplomatically as I could on social media when I was watching the inauguration. I don't know why, but I watched a little bit of the inauguration. And I will tell you, I, I believe Casey DeSantis is a beautiful woman. I don't think that Ron DeSantis is way out of his league. He's, he's, oh, he's way out of his league. But I saw her on that dais in a blue dress, very fitted and gorgeous with an attached cape and white gloves. And I just instantly saw Handmaid's Tale, the, how mm. the wives role in Handmaid's Tale. And they were the ones that, if you don't know Handmaid's Tale, you should watch it, get through the first season. It just seems so hard to believe. The second season, you're like, oh my God, this could really happen. By the fifth season, totally saying this could happen. But she, the wife is the one that basically created a dystopian society where women, it's not sex slaves, like, like we think of sex slaves, but, women, but they're baby slaves. They're baby slaves. And it's because population is decreasing. They justify doing what they've done. Anyway, it's a terrifying, terrifying possibility. And I just don't believe for a second that wasn't a conscious choice. I just don't. It made me super uncomfortable. I was watching it by myself. There was no reason for me to have felt that uncomfortable. I just saw it and went, holy cow. And I posted it. Because at first I looked, I said, do you have images of everybody else on the dais? And all the women on the dais were wearing short sleeves. It was 70 degrees, which granted 70 degrees in Tallahassee in January feels cool, but not that cold. No. Every other woman is dressed in totally differently. And so I just posted that. I'm like, this just freaks me out. And I had some people really put back. They said, I think she's gorgeous. And I said, I do too. It doesn't freak me out any less to think she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's in a, she's gorgeous in a costume, but yeah. the costume is yeah. what's. So that was my elephant. I just feel like there's a line in the fifth season of Handmaid's Tale, which is Gilead wasn't Gilead until it was. I know elephants are supposed to be funny. That one wasn't funny. No. It was pretty gross, though. It was. Very unsettling. Although I was hoping that we'd have more elephants, but it feels like the house has chased all the elephants out of the room. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Houses are chased all the... Are, is the GOP still an elephant? Is that actually still their symbol? It is. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's either that or a red hat if you're part of the Freedom Caucus. Does their elephant wear a red hat? No. And here's the thing. Isn't Bill Posey part of the Freedom Caucus or is yes. the Liberty Caucus? I get the caucus. No, he's confused. part of Freedom Caucus. But he's not participating. No, he, he voted. I think he always voted for McCarthy. And, and half of them did, yeah. which is this. I saw Bobert being interviewed and uh, I think it was MSNBC. And they said, but what are you waiting for? And she said, well, they won't talk to us. And I said, no. And they said half the Freedom Caucus is supporting Kevin McCarthy. So what really? She said, you don't have the votes, Kevin. And the guy said, you don't have the votes, can I Robert? cut in? You yeah. don't have the votes. Yeah. You're going to need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. <laughs> Hamilton's been going in my head all day. But there can't, there isn't all even week. a Congress. They can't hire people. They can't pay their staffers. No. I think, do the Congress people actually get paid? No, not till February. Yeah. Their first checks wouldn't arrive until February anyway. Okay. That's what Maxwell Frost is having right, such this, an issue with. I'm thinking about him. I'm like, is he like able to draw a paycheck as soon as he can? I don't think that if McCarthy was voted in right now that 
he would be able okay. to. It's not speeding that up. It's not slowing it down either. N- well, but it could. Your staffers, yeah. it is. They're staffers, yeah. And think about like people, the woman from Alaska that brought her family to watch her get sworn in, and four days later, they're like, and we got some peanuts in here. <laughs> like, what are they? What, what Did is you the see family? the locker room where two of the male fathers and they had, the, they were wearing their babies waiting uh, to get sworn in. Yeah. And then the new, the next thing was, I wonder how old they'll be when we find right. the speaker. But this is, it is funny. Yeah. It is funny. No, it's the term for this is like a clown on fire. Sad, but funny. Yeah. Yeah. Hakeem Jeffries could honestly be the speaker of the house, which I think would just be hilarious. It's never going to happen. But yeah. So if people don't know, because my people that I know that think they're super politically connected did not realize that everybody in Congress votes for the Speaker of the House. It's not just the majority mm-hmm. party, which is why Hakeem Jeffries has now been elected the minority speaker 13 times. Is that not correct? Yeah. 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 And his, leader, yeah. as his vote, they changed. waffled it's once. Been, oh, I, I thought no, was... there's one. There was one different vote for Kevin, somebody, and he got four votes and one of them was from a Democrat. Oh, okay. that, that was that was someone vote voted, number 12. I think vote someone voted for Kevin Hearn, but I thought that was a Republican. No, there were three Republicans that voted for him and one Democrat. But then in the next vote. All the Democrats yet again voted for Jeffrey. If I were Jeffries, I'd be feeling pretty good at myself. I just won 13 elections in a week. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump lost another election. Oh, which is shocking. And I actually for a minute, I thought this was all part of some convoluted plan to elect him, but they don't need a plan because you don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. Well, Gates nominated him and he got one vote from Gates. So Donald Trump lost the election for Speaker of the House. The Republicans finally found an election that they can redo over and over again. And Trump (laughs) still lost it. I know. (laughs) Stolen election. So he ran for the presidency in 2012 as an NPA. He ran for the presidency in 2016. He ran for the presidency in 2020. And he was nominated for Speaker of the House. So he has won 25% of his elections. Mm. Yeah. He might have won like head of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Maybe every morning he has an election for the world's greatest Trump. Yeah. (laughs) He wouldn't even win that. That's Mary. Uh. But he wouldn't his own. It's a, it's, he holds an election every day and only three ballots count. And one is his son. So he can put Jay Trump and not even add the junior and he's fine. Yep. No, but the whole thing is, let's say this happened 40 years ago, 60 years ago. You would probably find a few moderate Republicans sick of the BS and they would join in to be a plurality. But six years ago, you would have found majority. This would never have been a conversation. Now, I will say this. Kevin McCarthy brought this on himself. Oh, yeah. There's no Democrat that's going to potentially support Kevin McCarthy, not because not just because, like Jeffrey says, it's not our job to to put their fire out. But also, right after January 6th, he was publicly saying Donald Trump needs to step away. And what the next day he's down there kissing his ring. Like there's just no integrity there. Oh, and there was one congressman from the Republican Party that came to the January 6th remembrance today. Which is the day we recorded. Why don't we elect him? At least he cares about democracy. (laughs) He cares about standing in front of a camera. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah, that's the definition of democracy sometimes. Do we have any other local elephants? I could talk about a local elephant all day long. Matt Susan, the biggest liar, McLiar pants, McLiar liar, McPants, who went on the news the other day and said that 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 the, his asbestos panties are itching, that the SROs are going to take away student cell phones. Um, SROs can't. can't not only legally, but the SROs can't do that because the schools, the SROs cannot 
get involved with school policy. They legally are not allowed to. The contract that's written with the SROs is that they are there to enforce the law, period. Though no matter what Wayne Ivey says about enforcing policy, it's not his flipping job. Yeah. It's not the contract they're with. They legally cannot do that. Because for one thing, if somebody takes a kid's cell phone, forget the Parkland the outcome from that. If something happens to that cell phone, whose liability is it? Is it on the school or is it on the sheriff's office? If the SROs are taking it and saying it's on the schools, aren't going to have anything to do with no. it. You know that I, my first thought was the potential search and seizure problems with that if SROs did take cell phones. But you know how very few protections kids have? Like you can search a locker without any... Oh, yeah. But the thing is that it's like the First Amendment, where if you try to say something on this podcast and I delete it, you have no legal recourse against me from restricting your freedom of speech. If I was the government... But I would kick you. you yeah, physically. But <laughs> if if I was the government and I was restricting your ability to say something on this podcast and prosecuting you for it, because I'm the government, I'm bound by the First Amendment. But that's not search and seizure. Search and seizure is the Fourth Amendment. Fourth Amendment. And so the Fourth Amendment only applies to like the... Which is the SROs. So SROs are actually yes. in most communities. Now, some communities contract with their local police, like satellite com com contracts with Satellite Beach Police. But in the rest of the Sheriff's Department... If they take that phone, if they have the freedom to go through that phone and look for potential crimes, they're going to be well, that, targeting minority communities again. It's the fruit the of the poison. Window. It's the fruit of the poison tree, though. It's a Fourth Amendment violation because not with schools. Look into it. Sheriff's department. Yeah, in this case, if a sheriff's deputy confiscates a kid's phone from their pocket, I believe that the Fourth Amendment would count. What there's what. Either way, back to the original thing. Matt Susan is telling people that the SROs are going to start removing kids' cell phones. He can't do that. He's liar McLiar pants. If you don't know that and you're listening to this, because I'm going to tell you, I voted for Matt Susan at least once. I did um, too. I feel like a normal guy. He was a teacher, blah, blah, blah. So if you don't know he's a liar McLiar pants, just if he's talking about something, he's lying about it. Except that I do think he, I don't even know how many kids he has. He could probably lie about that too. We can all be wrong in the past. I voted for W. <laughs> if you don't know yet, if Matt Susan is talking about something and it sounds crazy to you, it's because it's a lie. He literally said he didn't have anything to do with the press conference where he stood next to the sheriff and said, this is what's going to happen. Oh, so are we going to see a brawl between Randy Fine and Matt Susan over who can be the most outrageous liars? No, because they Randy's not as big a liar. Matt literally will lie in public on camera about the color of the sky. Like he just does not... It, it, he's a great example of why you should never lie because you cannot keep up with them all. No. Randy doesn't lie that badly. Randy's lies are much harder to prove and Randy just avoids. Them. Matt can't help himself if somebody calls him and asks, if the press calls him with a question. He can't help himself because he loves attention. He has to answer the question. Randy just goes silent until you forget about the question. Yeah, he'll the go silent Trump or just they're working together. Hey, Randy, what about A? And you either get silence or... So A is a thing, but what about B? That's right. Yeah, Matt will just and Matt will just dance around it, trying to cover his ass and making it worse. Like he's actually he's almost comical and just as dumb is Gene Trent. Like that man. Whew. Uh, again, comical, almost comical. Clown on fire. Funny but sad. Yeah, funny but sad. Oh, so yeah. there's our elephants. I think that we've got. I gotta tell y'all, I shut down over the holidays. Did y'all have a good holiday? It, I yeah. did. It went by way too fast. Yes, it did. My my daughter was here from Italy, so I just shut down and I would get drips and drabs. People people were saying, hey, look, this is happening. I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to talk about that. So there's but it's been a quiet, all's quiet on the 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not a lot of governing happens. When... Well, not a lot of governing is happening anyway, because yeah. we don't even have a Speaker of the House. Back to the original elephant in the room. Right. Yeah. Not a lot of governing happens when Senate and Congress isn't in session. And that's going to kick into play moving forward. But let's first, since there's all these elephants that have just been dancing in the room, let's get rid of them and move on to the top half of our episode where we talk about the best of 2022 or best, worst, I don't know, whatever, favorite memories. Good, bad, ugly. Good riddance to bad rubbish, but we'll see what 2023 shapes up to be. But first... Let's dwell on 2022 a little bit longer. This goes without saying, besides Florida, which Florida lost their marbles, at least most of the country saw reason, which I think is a good thing to celebrate. I guess also funny about that is so many people said Roe was their larger motivating factor in Florida. And I'm going to tell you why it didn't show up in Florida, because DeSantis did not say what he would do. And, and, but he was saying, freedom, free Florida, free, I got Florida. So people got to the polling booth and they were like, oh, he's not going to do anything with my abortion rights. Yeah. But he kept me free, not looking at their FPL bill to figure out how expensive freedom actually is. Yeah. Very. But yes, that's a good thing to celebrate from 2022. Yay! Uh-huh. We had the best midterm elections n- nationally than we've had in... Which nobody expects because they no. always go against the president in power. Yeah. So that was good. We lost the majority, but we're saying this week that doesn't even matter. We lost a majority. The Republicans lost a majority. Everyone lost a majority. <laughs> Everyone lost a majority. But we also have other things that happened. We did elect the first black female Supreme Court justice. I know. That really is amazing. Yeah. We didn't elect her. We, or we confirmed her. They confirmed yeah, her. The first female yeah. black justice. And what a great justice she's turning out to be. Articulate, smart, fierce. And unbowable. This, the three most sane people in the Supreme Court are women. That's generally a fact. There is one woman. Jamie's who's making a faces crazy. at us. <laughs> You're outnumbered. Just accept it. It was cool for women's history. It was cool for the world. It was just, yeah. it was great. I like that sometimes we make history in a really good way. And I think that we're a better country for having her. What else? We also had, we had the January 6th committee. They did rap. Mm hmm. They did forward all of their stuff over to the DOJ. They did a phenomenal... I bet they win an Emmy. Would that be just awesome if they win an Emmy for their presentation? Oh, yeah. Daytime television Emmy. (laughs) Or nighttime, because some of them are on primetime. Yeah. (laughs) And they recommended charges for Trump and several of his cronies, including Giuliani. There you go. And Powell. And then I saw an article today. It will keep my hopes up. But it said, thanks to all of the windfall of data that the DOJ just got, the special counsel might be quicker in making his referrals. Yeah. If you have spent, we have way too much time watching the house fail at being the house. Just remember, Jack Smith spent the day today, January 6th, hiring prosecutors. Good to know. Good to consider. Mm -hmm. And some of our local, I know we've still got another one in here, but... Some of our local celebrations in 2022, we won more than half of the elections where we had Democratic candidates. Mm-hmm. We won more than we lost in 2022 locally. We also have built credibility in the community with a lot of elected Democrats because we have 43 elected Democrats from which to choose. Some of them have really 
had the chopper to prove themselves, to get super involved in the community, to get well-known by the community. And they'll be running for some partisan offices coming up soon. So there's a good 2022 memory. 2022? 2022. 2022. 2022. And then the last thing that happened, of course, it was had to be the last week of the year, which, you know, is not going to get nearly as much coverage as it should have. Trump's tax releases were finally made public and pretty much everything that he said in the 26 in 2016 leading up to his win was lie after lie. Hold on. Wait. Trump li- you're saying Trump lied? Hold on. Let me put on my surprise face. <laughs> no, but some of the lies were that he owes a crap was, ton of money to China, to North Korea. He was flat out asked in 2018 if he paid more than $750 and said, "Yeah, I paid millions." Nope. $750. The person who was asking them the question had the right information, but it wasn't officially confirmed. So Trump got away with his lie because that's just what he does. So here's an interesting, some interesting statistics about Brevard County and Florida itself and our electorate. That Did you know that of the electorate in Brevard County, let's look at Florida first. And it speaks to people that admire what they see on paper versus what they hear in their, what they're hearing about their human being. In Florida, 89% of the electorate have a high school or a high school graduate or higher. 31.5% of the electorate have a bachelor's degree or higher. College-educated voters went predominantly against Trump in Brevard County, 31% have a bachelor's degree or higher, and 92% have a high school diploma or higher. And so when you look at ages, demographics of that, 24% of Brevard County's voters are over 65 22.7 or 50 to 64. And this isn't just voters, this is all the population. 16% or 20 to 34. Yeah. So it goes into that that respect that borders on fear or that fear that borders on respect and of people in power. And it does tend to fall into that. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but my bachelor's degree is not a bachelor's degree. It's married. Oh my God. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> Oh, please leave the pause in too so people can see how long it took me to get that joke. God, you're just like, it was a good one. What's I got there? It was a And so voting wide in Florida, 37% of the voters with a high school graduate or higher with Democrats and 40% with a bachelor's degree or higher. It's just really interesting stuff. It's also really interesting that it really was, no one believes it, but it was a low turnout election. No, actually, everybody believes it. We just don't know why. Yeah. I think people in 2016, people really believed that the world was on fire and Donald Trump could pretend and they don't, we have not done a good enough job. Our candidate didn't do a great job. In my opinion, we talked about this before of communicating the danger in DeSantis and people aren't getting it. Mm -hmm. They just love that there is like Trump saying, I am your person. DeSantis just keeps saying, I keep Florida free while literally not. Locking it down. Yeah. Freedom for cis white males. Oppression for everyone else. Yeah. Moving on to looking forward and talking a little bit more in depth about what's what we. Yeah, sure. Let's move on to the bottom half of 2023. The bottom of the bottom. When you think about what DeSantis has, they they called a special session to address um, homeowners insurance in Florida. And they screwed me over again. A couple of weeks. Well, I don't know if you realize how badly they screwed you over. Oh, they screwed me over. One of the things that's happened is you can get citizens insurance. If you can, this is a year ago, if you cannot find private insurance 
that it's a 20% window. If you can't find private insurance within 20% of the citizen's rate, then you could have citizen's insurance and you could keep citizen's insurance in perpetuity. So now it's that same 20% window. So if you cannot find a private insurer who will insure you for 20% or less difference between a citizen's rate and you know what I'm saying? Like $100 to $120. So you can get citizen's insurance. But the minute that a private insurance provider can meet your insurance needs at 19.9%, you have to be kicked off of citizen's insurance. And there is no time limit on your new private insurer offering you that rate. They can up that rate the next day and you have to stay with them. It is atrocious what the state legislature just did. It's going to hurt Floridians in everywhere massive amount i just don't get the political calculation i think they think and maybe they've maybe they're right maybe four years of ron DeSantis telling people that he's their hero they believe it this is the who raffled off shavings from his non-combat boots i call them not combat boots because although he was a veteran and he was he did deploy he never saw combat but he he raffled off shavings from his combat boots for a fundraiser for the opportunity to buy his baseball cards his campaign baseball cards I am not making that shit up. DeSantis, he was a jack. Was a jack, yes. He was assigned to a SEAL team, but his assignment to a SEAL team was to make sure they didn't break the law when they had had captives. So anyway, crazy town, crazy town in Florida. And people don't, we have not done a good enough job on this podcast, we certainly, I believe, have, of communicating just how authoritarian this guy is. Yes, spread the word because we cannot let him do anything like this to our country in 24. It is the state legislature. So it starts with that. But the state legislature bows to whatever DeSantis wants. And he could have, he can call a legislative session tomorrow and refuse to allow them to go home until they have dealt with the insurance crisis or until they have dealt with a housing crisis, all of which are very real things in Florida. And he's just not. And I think it's worked until now because they were able to say Biden inflation and Biden, Biden, Biden. That's like getting under control, right? That's backing off. Yeah. Our empl- unemployment numbers are plummeting. Our production is increasing. So he's going to run out of that. And that's also why he's created the culture war conversations that yeah. he has. I do predict, back to our predictions, so that's the point. I'm going to, I'm really good at getting back to the point that the culture wars will continue because they're very effective. He's already starting it this year. He's already called for all the universities to provide data yeah. on their teachings about diversity and minorities and, and how many CRT. pennies are spent on it because they keep talking about being the party of fiscal responsibility and they're always going to get back to that. Right. You brought something up earlier about what a waste of money. For example, these 13 votes that we've held this week, it's costing American taxpayers bazillion dollars and accomplishing nothing yeah. other yeah. than making Kevin McCarthy a laughing stock and making Kim Jeffries win another election. So this party of fiscal responsibility for example, locally, we have a very dangerous libertarian type Republican running for surprise elections. Like he can't have any control over our elections. And he says he's going to bring fiscal responsibility into the office. We have the tightest budget in the state for our surprise elections. They return money every year to the federal government. Right. They run a tight ship and yet still super effective. So they keep trying to find these fires and these things to talk about. DeSantis, the drag queen philosophy. So DeSantis doesn't, I've been saying this all along. It's kind of like with going back to COVID. When people said he was shutting down government overreach by forbidding local municipalities to do any vaccine mandates or mask mandates, like he literally is overreach. Like 
Republican Party is the party of small government. Let your local community make those decisions and you vote with your feet. Yeah. Yeah, well, we also know Republican Party is the party of hypocrisy and it's a virtue. The- Republican voters are not the same thing as a Republican elected officials. I don't think every Republican thinks that their party is hypocritical. I do believe Ron DeSantis is elevating it to an art. No, he says it. That and he's protecting against it while doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that Trump did, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, did it's... you read the article where somebody interviewed his his college friend and they said he was the biggest dick they knew? Yeah. Not big dick energy, people. Not a good thing. He was the biggest dick that they knew. And this is in college at Yale. Pretty much. Look at the what they said about him when he was teaching in the small private Georgia. Yeah. All right. School. But before, so before we move too further ahead, talking, going back to a little bit about this shit show this week, it's, we've been laughing, ha ha ha. It's actually super dangerous what these five people are demanding. It's very easy for us to say, oh, they're just dumb. That's who sent. What, there's usually something more to it. And some of the things that they're demanding are going to make any investigation into January 6th impossible. But they've redone this, one of the concessions that they've demanded. And by the way, if Kevin McCarthy backs down, and another Republican is elected speaker, he has to agree to all these concessions that have already been made. They've already changed the rules to put them in here. And one of them is to take that committee, which is not members of Congress, but members of Congress appointed. And it's bipartisan committee, five Democrats and five Republicans. And there's no term limits on this, but they now put in the rules that they will have term limits in this committee, which will immediately make four members immediately term out. And guess what? what party they're aligned with. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and they've also taken that same committee and required them to be fully staffed and budgeted within 30 days. So now that committee will immediately not have four of their members and have to be fully staffed and budgeted, which they can't do because they won't have four of their members. It's a terribly dangerous yes. thing that will make insurrection easier next time. Okay. So 2024 okay. or predictions locally. I could yeah. talk about that. Do you guys want to talk about anything before I get to local ones? No. Nope. Well, do you think anything's going to happen? I'm looking right now. Are we to too see. early to think about the presidential election? I put way too early speculation and I got speculation. I hear people say that it can't be Biden, but I heard people say that four years ago too, for the same reason, because he's just born and yet he's so effective as well, an executive. What I keep hearing for Biden is it can't be Biden. He's too old. And you put a 40 six-year-old up against an 82-year-old. Who's a 46-year-old? DeSantis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my speculation is if DeSantis gets and looks like he's about to take things, Biden's stepping down and somebody else is running. Unfortunately, the DeSantis-Biden matchup is going to be twitchy face DeSantis versus old man Biden. Yeah. If DeSantis makes this primary. So we don't, too early to make a prediction. We're not going to make one about the presidential election. I already made an election, the seagull with Trump's hairpiece. Oh, you did. Okay, good. So we're done with that one. Uh, But I will say some of the local places, we have a task force in place that we have um, come up with a strategy to take us through 2032. And it does not involve winning a partisan race in 2024. And yet... I think we will. We have in the next few weeks, you guys stay listening. You'll be hearing from some of our local candidates. We have a a Democratic candidate who's enthusiastic about running for county commission, District 1. He hasn't filed yet, so I'm going to let, I won't announce that. Great guy. Very electable. Works well with all people in that district. I think he'd be a fantastic representative for District 1. We have great potential in Districts 3 and 5 where we actually have really close numbers. 
So those are all three partisan races. So I predict we're going to win at least one partisan seat in 2024, maybe more. But not in my district, which states. Not in your district. Yes, I predict we'll win some of those county commission races. Our school board races in 2024 will be District 4 and District, one of the ones down south, 3 or 5. I get them 5. 5. No, um, it'd be 4 and 3. And oh, 4 and 3. That's right. Yeah, 3 and Jenkins 4. Jenkins is currently in that race and she's not running. We'll have the opportunity to win, to run in all of our state house seats, state senate seats, one state senate seat. And then we'll have a lot of, almost all of our municipalities. So I've been working with some people. I'm really proud of the fact that we have worked so hard to establish a reputation as an organization that people are comfortable running now. I I have people that are saying, I'm going to run for county commission in two years. Like they're looking, we're not having to beg people to run for a lot of our races. So I don't want to get specifics, but those are my predictions in a very general way. My other prediction is that I will be two years older. Oh boy. In 2024, I will be 40. And that scares the crap out of me. Wow. Yes. And in three weeks, someone who hates his birthday will be another year older, too. I will be turning 87. You don't look a day over 78. Mm, Thank you. You're welcome. I moisturize. (laughs) You better not be because I haven't sold it to you. All right, y'all. So I think it's going to be a fun two years. I'm looking forward to what we get out of this year. Anything else we got? Local elections? Show up. We need Um, volunteers. We always need participation. I'm going to be really specific. We, the the Brevard Democrats, are looking for a new fundraising chair. Our last fundraising chair was worn out, but he also has some health challenges. If you're listening to this, my friend, you are on my top of my mind and my heart, some prayers and thoughts and all the unicorns and rainbows in the world. And the fundraising chair has a pretty important role. It's organizing the people that want to work with on fundraising and getting creative ideas. Like this year is actually a fun year to build on that. We look for more fun fundraisers than fundraiser, like family type events that we can do this year. And then next year, of course, is our annual or biannual big glamour bash. And really... It was run so well last time. Somebody could just take that notebook and you know, do it again. Do it again. It was so good. Um, if you like asking people for money, this job is for you. If you don't like you. asking people for money, if you like helping people figure out how to ask people for money, I need somebody to chair that committee. So if that's your thing, reach out, email us. At pushaheadpod at gmail.com. Pushaheadpod at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at hello at brevarddems.org. We also are looking for a young Dems chair to partner with our current young Dems chair. They were, I'm tasking our steering committee with some major goals this year. Our young Dems, I need to double their membership this year. We need our diversity chair because we need to, we, our body should represent the democratic majority, the makeup of our community. And it doesn't. And it's so funny. People are after 2022, every Democrat in any position of authority, if you will, was you need to step aside. I'm like, I'd be happy to step aside. Find me somebody to fill that void. I don't think yeah. leaving the providers in a void is the answer. So I need people that are interested in learning how to build the party so that when I do step aside, there are more people to take that role. I have no desire to do this forever. I've no desire to do this for more than two more years. That is your desire. But I really would love to work with somebody now to get them in place to to take what we've done and do it so much better. So those are my direct asks. Everybody else, reach out. There's something you can do. There is something you can do that's going to make somebody else's life better. So if you like what we do here, tell a friend. If you don't, tell us at pushheadpod at gmail.com. Don't tell us on Twitter because that's a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's fun to watch though right now. Democrats are having fun on Twitter. Take care of yourselves. And if you can, somebody else. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.